and welcome to Scale Your Sales podcast, listed in 2020 as number eight of 42 best podcasts for every sales professional. I am your host, Janice B. Gordon, the customer growth expert and author of Business Evolution, Creating Growth in a Rapidly Changing World. I created Scale Your Sales Framework to develop leading edge capabilities to secure, retain and grow key customer relationships for long-term value and partnership. Join me each week to learn from amazing B2B sales and business experts and influencers. Tune in for actionable insights and strategies. Are you ready to scale your sales? My next guest is a national sales expert and the founder and CEO of Regarding Sales. Her company focuses on building B2B sales operating systems that drive extraordinary growth. She uses strategy and processes to create a roadmap for success that focuses on her clients on getting the results that they need. Welcome to Scale Yourself podcast, Liz Hyman. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm very jealous because I know you've just told me you're in Hawaii. I'm in Hawaii. Aloha. <laughs> Aloha. Uh, well, I'm glad you could make it even I know you're working as as well as kind of like taking some some time out. So it's really good to have you. And it's been a long time coming as 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 well. So we're in the pandemic and unusual things happen in the pandemic. But I'm really interested to find out, you know, I know you've been really busy setting things up. So tell us more about what you have been doing. What's your focus? So the pandemic, you know, not fun. (laughs) And of course, everybody went into a panic. So things slowed down a little bit and it gave me the opportunity to launch this new brand, this regarding sales brand. And what we, what the, the focus is again on sales operating systems, on building, right? So not just coaching, not just training, but actually building sales infrastructure. And what's been great about the pandemic is it's given me time to, to build relationships with people um, that I haven't normally been able to. It's given me the time to completely brand, get everything set up so I can, um, I can, I can do everything. We have all of the branding in place to do everything that has to do with um, this business, which can take a really long time. But since I had some time, it was a great time to do it. So um, that's really what I've been doing is just and letting the world know that I'm here and I'm doing something that is not the norm for sales consultants. No, no. So why the focus on the systems and the processes? You know, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a really short story. So when I was 30, which believe it or not, was many, many moons ago, I was given responsibility for a, an international team of independent consultants who had been selling longer than I had been alive. And there was no way I was going to manage these guys. They were not manageable. And this kid was not going to tell them what to do. And that was when I really learned the power of process because they would go through process with me. They would go through a a funnel review with me. They would do things following the process that they believed in. 
But what they wouldn't do is let me tell them what to do. So, but in the process, we were able to work together and grow the division. We doubled it the first year, tripled it the second year. And so that's when I really learned that if salespeople are, are, are difficult to manage. So putting that process in place, that was really the beginning of it. But, but it goes beyond that. So people hire salespeople and they're like, oh, we're just going to, they're just, I'm going to hire them and magic will happen. And guess what? It doesn't happen. Chaos happens. And so what we want to do is put the systems in place so that we can manage the chaos and we have some visibility into results and expectations. And so that's, that's why I do this because you really, you can scale chaos, but you really don't want to, if you want to scale and grow, you want the systems in place. And it's, and, and I've just seen how powerful it is. That's, that's why systems and process. I love your phrase. Um, you can't scale chaos because <laughs> you just create more chaos don't you really yeah um so i i abs absolutely uh love that and you know like it's one and one makes five if you have a, a methodology and a system in place that everyone's facing in the same direction as opposed to crossing over one another and and you know i i get it that's that's what um within that your customers are uniquely different. The buyer is uniquely different. You have a different character and personality in the way that you do it. And I think that you've absolutely got to do everything with your personality. That's what's the thing that makes you unique and different, not necessarily the process. So, well, you know, tell me more about that side of things. It's, it's really interesting that you say that because I keep thinking about this idea of selling machine. And the more technology we put in place, the more we expect our sellers to behave in a certain way. Like we expect them to say this and say that and do this and do that in this order. And we even have tools like Gong, which is an amazing tool, but it tells you if somebody says this and you say this, you'll get a certain result. Well, that's great, but I'm a human being and the person I'm talking to is a human being. And if I'm going to build particularly in a B2B complex sale that takes six to 12 months, saying the right thing at the right time is not going to close that deal. What's going to close that deal is, is building the relationships, understanding, solving the problems, doing all those things that need to happen. And the better our processes to support the salespeople, the more they can focus on how do I build these relationships? How do I meet the right people? How do I understand the problems? How do I help them solve them? How do I help them make a good decision? Because if the processes are working and leads are coming into the top of the funnel and I get to a point where I realize, oh, this is not a good fit. I can say to the customer, this is not a good fit because I have lots of other business to pursue. If I do not have a good process, I do not have leads coming in the top of the funnel. I'm going to chase this down to the, the bitter end good or bad, because I don't have the processes and systems and support in place to help me as a salesperson be successful. So that's- I love what you have to say, because I, I, like you, have a bit of a problem with the lights have gone, and I'm hoping to get them on here, because I've, I've been quite openly critical of it, because I think there's, there's a, um, sales leaders, sales managers can over rely 
on these things. And we are not robots. So you might have AI just because it's there doesn't mean you should use it and, and rely on it in that way. And it takes the personality out of out of it. And you're absolutely right. Um, was it Zig Ziglar that, that says, you know, like putting the, the ladder up the wrong uh, against the wrong wall, really? That's pretty pointless, isn't it, really? And as you say, they'll kind of chase it down if it's the, the main lead they've got, even though it's the, uh, a bad fit. So, yeah, there is a danger of over using technology and not actually using the emotion that, and the humanity in sales. And I, I don't want us to kind of get too far away from that. Well, and the, the one thing that I think is really important is understanding that the technology exists to support the sales team. And how often does somebody build a CRM that just makes their life hell? Oops, mm. forgive my French. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. right? So the salesperson doesn't want to fill it out because it takes them forever to get the work done. And meanwhile, everybody else is trying to, to use it to serve all their purposes. And the one person who needs it and should be filling it out, not because it helps the managers or anybody else, but because it helps them do their job. They're the ones not using it because you've made it impossible for them to use. So what we want to understand is when we're building sales technology, when we're putting this together, it's about supporting our sales team to achieve their goals. In fact, I will tell you, and this is kind of off track a little bit. Sorry if you hear Don't that. Go funny for it. Noise. Um, uh, when I talk to sales enablement people or to sales leaders, my first sentence to them is your primary job is to eliminate any obstacle that gets between the salesperson and selling. And when the technology starts to do that, the technology, technology that's supposed to support them, then we really have a problem. So yeah, I think I think we need to keep our sellers selling and happy and comfortable and supportive. Yeah. And, you know, keeping the sellers selling. So let me um, ask you about, you know, how we can what practical strategies you'd offer to enable the buyers to buy rather than the sellers to sell and helps well, to build the long term relationships. Yes. And this is really, really important. And, um, and part of it has to do with not being so attached to the outcome, right? So if my machine is working, right, if I've got leads coming in the top, then I can allow a buyer to buy. I can, I can as a salesperson, provide a service. Let me understand what your problem is. Help me get to the other people who can help me understand what the problem is. Let me build a possible solution or connect you with the right solution because mine isn't the right solution. Um, and, and so when we can do that, when we can take the time to really think about what, what is going on in your world, how, and, and how do you need to make this decision and what information do you need to have now a buyer is buying and I'm supporting that buying decision, even if that buying decision is not buying for me, which is really hard because our whole world is based on commission and making that sale and our own, and our bosses are want to know, did it close? Did it close? Why didn't it close? What did you do wrong? Did it close? Did it close? Did it close? So one of the best things we can do is, as, as leaders is not focus on, did it close? Did it close? Did it close? But focus earlier up in the sales process and helping them eliminate the stuff that should go away early and often right? So that when stuff is getting down to the end, it's more likely to close. And, it's, and, and, and we're sure that stuff is moving through the funnel. But when sales leaders are only focused on what's closing this week, this month, this quarter, and not interested in working with salespeople to build the top of the funnel, so we have more coming through and more 
better leads coming through, then, then this is what we get. We get, we get pushy, unhappy, desperate salespeople. And, and you hear buyers say all the time, I can smell desperation, right? <laughs> and they're going to leverage it. Yeah. So, so how, how do you manage that in that we know that we need to be focused on, uh, do the research and focus on the customer and serve them better and um, meet their needs and expectations and, and so. But then you've got the shareholders, the CEO, the sales director, and all of they want to measure and they want to make sure that you're hitting the targets and, and because they're, they're accountable to the bottom line. How do you marry those two things up? Because I often get the salesperson in the middle say, yes, Janice, you're always talking to us about serving the customer and really focusing on, on the customer's needs. Don't have commission breath and, you know, uh, you're selling the product. You're not selling. If you start with a blank sheet and ask the right questions and that's going to guide you where you're going to go. Yes, Janice, you're always telling us that, but we have a target. We have a target. We've got pressure on. How do you marry those two things? So one is I want to start by telling you is I am not a huge fan of shareholders determining the outcome or the way things are done. And in fact, I find often with investors and in startups, their expectations are so unrealistic. They can kill their startups. They've got to be realistic about what can be done. That's the first thing. So, and it's not the salesperson's responsibility to do that. That's the CEO's responsibility. If the CEO can't do it, then there needs to be a different CEO. And the um, the other thing is this: I I won't work with a company unless I can talk to work with the CEO. And so, granted, I'm working with smaller companies, but the CEO has to understand that sales doesn't happen in the last five minutes of the engagement. It happens from the very beginning. And, and again, the only way that the salespeople can effectively do their job, which is to solve problems, is if they have enough leads in the funnel to, um, to walk away from bad business and to focus on good business. So part of this is helping leadership realize sales strategy does not start with sales. It starts with the corporation. And we need to know who is our ideal customer? What are we targeting? Which products are we focused on? What are we trying to do as a company? What are we about? Why do we exist? What, what do we want to do right now? My salespeople have, you know, some, some positioning to work with. And this, and instead of saying, oh, go find a list, do not give your salespeople the freedom to go find a list. What? <laughs> give them what you want them to focus on. Be strategic about where they're putting their energy. Prioritize what matters. Don't just send them out to do whatever they do. If you want good results, give them what they need. Give them the focus and the direction to be successful. Did that answer the question? Yeah, yeah, you you did, you did. Um, the share. I mean, if you have uh, investors, even if they're realistic, they they have invested money, and uh, they have various strings that they they um, want to pull. It, and if you're already in bed with them, you might not have any choice. Um, I think it takes a really strong CEO to push back on what's coming down from above, but also to give the organization, the culture, um, the, to allow the culture change in order to re reorientate the business to be focused on the service and, and the customer, because it is it is a complete change for a lot of sales 
focused, revenue focused organizations. Um, but it's got to come from the top. And I think that's also what, what you're saying as well. It's got to be led from, from the top. Well, and I also think that we automatically startups are like, I need funding, I need funding, I need funding. And they don't really understand the cost that, you know, what are you giving up for that funding? And, and don't just take funding from anywhere. Find, fund it, find funders who see your vision and are willing to communicate with you about how the business can work successfully. Then use your funnel, use your pipeline. I call it a funnel, not a pipeline, but use your funnel to communicate with them about what's going on. We're not going to close any business this quarter because our sales cycle is 18 months. So it's going to be 18 months before we close business. And you have to let me focus on filling the funnel. Like we have to show them and talk to them and give them perspective so they can be realistic about what you're doing. But yeah, they want to return on investment. And so don't, don't, Partner with somebody who's going to beat you up all the time, because why would you do that? Yeah. And as you say, it can actually kill the business, um, which is, you know, worst scenario, isn't it? OK, so what's one tried and tested strategy that you would offer listeners in order to scale their sales? Well, I, I think, wow, did you did you prep me for that? Um, <laughs> I think that that if you want to scale your sales, what you really need to understand is one, what's possible. And the way you figure out what's possible is by creating a strategy. So we always want to skip that step. And particularly founders, as young founders say to me, well, I don't want to create a strategy because then I'm stuck with it. Like, well, you're not stuck with anything you created. You can change it, right? But we need a starting place. We need to understand if this is my reality, if this is, if this is what I want, and this is my reality. What can I do within that? And, and create the strategies that will be the roadmap to your success. So, and it's not good enough to just pull a number out of thin air, which is, you know, what people do. Is it possible to hit that number? And how would we do it? What would we need to sell? And who would we need to sell it to? And how many sales reps can it, does it really take to sell that much if the average sale is this and the sales cycle is this? So we need to do the math and build the strategy so that we can actually get where we want to get. I think yeah. that's the, the foundation of it. And I think you've got kind of four steps that you go through. I think I saw on your website, there's four kind of key areas. Perhaps explain that. Right. So you start with strategy, because if you don't know where you're going, it doesn't matter what, I, I, you know, it doesn't matter how efficient you are, if you're efficient doing the wrong things, right? So yeah. we first want to know what is, where are we going? And what's reasonable? And how can we get there? And then we want to build the systems and the processes that support that. Let's get the CRM, let's get the rules around what gets input, when does stuff get changed? And what words do we use? And how do we communicate? So we build efficiency into this process, and visibility so that the sales leader can go, oh, we've got a problem coming up. Let me figure out how I'm going to support my team around it instead of yell at them when the, the you know, nothing happens because we already had visibility into it. And then I think once, once you do that, you know, you need to manage it. So we think that once we give salespeople something, they're going to do it. Well, let's face it. Salespeople are, tend as a rule to be independent and, um, you know, not the most, some are great organizers. A lot of them are not real organized. They tend to do things their own way. So if you want your sales team to follow the processes and systems you've set up, you need to reinforce it. You need to manage it. You need to set expectations. And, and then you need to assess because if 
you got something wrong, you need to change it. Just because you said you thought it was right doesn't mean it was. So by having a system in place, you can identify where the problems are and make changes. But if you if you don't, if you're just chaotic and it's not working, what are you fixing? Mm-hmm. Right. So by having all of this in place, we can then look through and go, okay, we need to fix this. We need to change this. Our positioning is wrong. Our customer is wrong. This process isn't working. So that's that's my four steps. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I get that. And and especially, you know, you've got to um measure it and assess it to actually know which is the bit that's 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 not working. Otherwise, you'll you'll never get anywhere um with it. So let me ask you, who is your hero or shero? So I, I you know, I have tremendous respect for all of the women who have paved the way. I mean, it's amazing where we stand today versus where we stood, you know, when my Aunt Imogene became a doctor and had to go to an all women's school in order to become a doctor. And there were, you know, maybe one or two in the entire nation. And, and, uh, you know, my grandmother who raised a family, kept the farm going and ran a nursing home. Right. So these women, my mother, my stepmother, um, Diane, who ran Miller Hyman and took it from, you know, I don't know, I think it was making $10 million a year to, or less than that to 40 million, you know, I mean, like, these women, there's so many of them, and, and my family, you know, my sister, my both my sister, I read a brilliant song, amazing women, and I'm so blessed. Mm. It's it's really important to have those role models uh, around you, you um, in order to keep striving. You you know if you can't, they say if you can't see it, you can't be it. So you've always got to have something ahead of you that um, to be able to strive for it. And it sounds like you've had a lot of really powerful, strong, independent women that have been, you know, kind of achieving great things. So it's it's wonderful to to hear that, you know. Um, so how can people get hold of you, Liz? Well, I think the easiest way is type Liz Hyman into LinkedIn and send me a message and tell me where you met me. Uh, the other thing you can do is go to www.regardingsales.com and you can learn about me, but you can also schedule an appointment and just have a chat with me. So, um, and you can find me on Instagram and and Twitter and Facebook, but, but those are the two best. Find me on LinkedIn or just go straight to the website and schedule a call. Well, I'll put all of that in, in, in the show notes so it's easy for people to, to find you, Liz. You know, the other thing is, I don't know if any of you, uh, you know, I don't know if you're using Clubhouse yet, but I, I'm on Clubhouse and it's a great way to be able mm-hmm. to just reach somebody easily and directly. So mm-hmm. you can also find me there. That is a great tip in terms of, um, you know, outreach and, you know, prospecting, isn't it, through through Clubhouse? Yeah, definitely. Good one for that. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you for being a guest on Scale Your Sales um, podcast and uh, me taking you away from the gorgeous um, weather uh, where you are now. So I do appreciate it. Thank you very much for being a guest on Scale Your Sales podcast, Liz. Take care. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Scale Your Sales. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter, Janice B. Gordon, to comment and share. I'd love it if you would leave a review on ratethispodcast.com slash scale your sales. Please subscribe for more weekly expert insights to scale your sales.